Saturday, August 6, 2011 in Salt Lake City will be our next live show, and it will be hosted by the lovely Zilpha Larson. Wait, I thought it was hosted by the fabulous John Larson. Well, maybe we'll both be there. And um, this year, we're going to shake it up and do something different. This show is mostly a concert. We have five great bands who will be there, including... That's right. We've got Shane Jackman, McCall Erickson, Kristen Erickson, Otter Creek. Um, that's the Danzigs. Peter and Mary. We also have David Jorgensen. There'll be live commentary and music. And our theme this year is... Uh, Embracing uncertainty. So if you're not sure about if you want to go to the show or not just embrace the uncertainty and go for it uh tickets are available now if you go to mormonexpression.com slash tickets uh you can get your ticket there the list price is 17 dollars. it'll be 22 at the door but now for a limited time you can pay whatever price you think is decent we have some sponsors who are helping pick up the tab um, and help pay the musicians and the sound guys and all that sort of stuff yep so um it's a great opportunity to name your own price and go get your ticket um there there are a limited number of seats and i know a lot of people are planning on coming and sort of putting off buying their tickets so you want to make sure you get yours early so you can reserve your seat there will also be some extra special um guests showing up um personalities from the podcast and whatnot yep <laughs> and you get a chance to to meet the lovely uh, uh zilpha larson and her trollish husband <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another uh, episode of Mormon Expression. I'm your host, John Larson, and tonight we are talking about the history of um, online Mormonism, and we have an all-star cast tonight, and we have a full house with the uh, the studio audience, so I'm sure they'll chime in like they, they normally do. Um, first of all, let's let's introduce our panel, um, and we'll, let's go around the circle, starting in the um, humid south. Um, Anne. Hey, Anne. Welcome to Mormon Expression. Hi, John. Glad to be here. I, I'm on uh, the New Order Mormon board and on Flack as Nana P. Nana P. And you've been around. That's my rap name. That's your that's your handle. Your trucker handle. It's my it's my rap name. All right. Yeah. A and, little hip hop. And then uh, and then uh, sitting in in you're actually in Zilpha's co-pilot seat. So that's an honored position. Yes, it is. is I'm surprised uh, she hasn't kicked me out. Is, is she's off doing domestic stuff, or I, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, um, Jason, hey Jason. Hello, how are you? Good. Now, now, Jason, you were episode number two, number three. I think it was number two. Wow. Thanks for thanks for getting us off the ground. Without without you, we would never have made it. Oh, I highly doubt that. I was just a speed bump that you had to overcome as you, uh, you know, found your groove. Now, Jason is none other than the notorious Dr. Shades. Correct. Well, well welcome back. Thank you. Um, and then um, we have uh, Thane. Hey, Thane. Hey, John. Welcome uh, to the... You've, you've been to the studio a couple times, but... I've been here more than once, yes. This is the first time in, in the hot seat. Yeah, I've been uh, avoiding you. <laughs> and, and Thane, your, uh, your handle... I am uh, Nam Decipher. 
and I used to be a fixture on Flack, and now I'm a fixture on New Order Mormon. Well, welcome. And then um, the woman who almost needs no introduction, um, Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome back. Thanks, John. You're one of um, Zilpha's, uh, the um, female sexuality podcast. That is correct. Well, welcome back. And um, and you, your uh, handle? I've posted as Froggy online in various boards and forums since about 1997. All right, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna get into that. So, w- welcome all. These are these are some of the the all stars of the online world. Um, now, something happened um, around about the early 1990s that changed everything, not only for the church but for everything else, and that's the the internet sort of picked up and came online and uh, and um, started moving. And before you would have had to kind of go to Utah Lighthouse Ministries or. Or go search the depths of the, the, the archives, the University of Utah to find out some of the, the, the nasty details from the church's um, dark cornered past. Suddenly, um, all that stuff was available at the click of a mouse. Actually, there weren't mouse, mouses then, but they came a little bit after. But starting in those early days, um, Mormon communities started forming online. And, um, it eventually evolved into what has been termed the Damu, or the disaffected Mormon underground. And if I'm not mistaken, Anne, you are the one who coined that term. Actually, the phrase disaffected Mormon underground was something that Dathan, um, who was one of the original members of the New Order Mormons board, used to me in an email once and I just loved it. And actually I everybody pronounces it Damu, but I call it damn you. That's what I call it too. <laughs> I, uh yeah. It's I just and it was and the A doesn't really belong, but if you capitalize the A in disaffected, it makes a really good almost curse word. All right. I, I stand corrected. I'll start referring to it as the damn you too. We, we can have Isn't that a great term. And so. but um Dathan was one of the uh, he was the second owner of the New Order Mormon board and actually he um he recognized me from one of my very early posts. He actually had come to my wedding reception and knew my husband when they were in college and <laughs> called me and he said, so are you married to my old college chum? So anyway, but that's where the, the, the disaffected Mormon underground came from him. And I just turned it into initials because I thought it made a really fun, almost curse word. Okay. And there's, there's, there's lots of online aspects. Of course, there's all the web pages that have been out and some of the early ones like the church is not true and Joseph lied. And, and then of course all the church's stuff. And then there's, there's been the, the blogger knackle, and we're just, we're not really going to get into those. Tonight, we're going to talk about the board and the board wars. Um, now, for those of who don't hang out um, in angst-driven internet um, websites, the uh, a bulletin board is a place where you can go and you can just um, type whatever you want and then other angry people type responses and then it um, rinse and repeat, right? We're not all angry. <laughs> well, no, and, and actually there are... Uh, believing Mormon iterations of those boards too. Uh, the Nauvoo Forum, yes, is one. It's kind of our. It's kind of what I call the the anti-flag. So, but isn't running but, a believing board like trying to 
weed morning glory out of your garden? I mean, don't they have to constantly be banning posters? I mean, how, how do they keep their uh, how do they keep their people in there? No idea. <laughs> no idea. You practically have to pass a Temple Recommend interview to be allowed to post there. So. I'm not those really, are actually, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. They're actually fascinating boards to read because I think it's the most pure, fundamental Mormon uh, writing that I've seen. And uh, I was looking at one just about three weeks ago. I can't even remember what it was. I was looking through uh, some of this research. But you see some of this purified, um, old-fashioned Mormon stuff. Okay, so let us go to the beginnings. There was a time before the boards, and um, there was something more than just like alt sex, whatever it was on the. What, what did they call those original alt religion Mormon? Are you the Use, Usenet boards? Usenet boards. Yeah, Usenet. Actually, pre Usenet, there was actually a CompuServe forum. Wow, were, were you on that one? Well, I read it for a while, but it was just it was a little too freewheeling for my tastes. I was very. I was very new to the church at that point, and there were a lot of really angry people there. Like angry ex ex Very freewheeling. And, oh, you know, people who were saying all kinds of mean things about the church. It was just awful. And I was a new member at the time, so. And, you know, you had to belong to CompuServe, and it's just not worth the effort. I mean, I was on a modem. 2400 <laughs> tough okay yeah. so you'd have to download everything and then you'd read it and then you had to write your responses and then upload them all and it was very non-linear yeah i do remember those days the the problem was that it was hard to do and there wasn't a huge uh user base and as i recall the the earliest ones the CompuServe and the usenet ones were not uh, segregated Mormons and anti-Mormons, so that made for mm -hmm. lively discussions. Yes. yes. Yeah, it was there more was, west -ish. There was a Usenet forum that I was actually a moderator of for several years, Sock Religion Mormon, that was not, it was, it was moderated for civility, and there was no discussion permitted of the temple ceremony. Uh, for a uh, frame of reference with Sock, um, I was looking through uh, some of the archives on the To Think Forums uh, board, and I discovered the first post from the Sock Religion uh, Usenet boards, and that was back in 96. Wow. So when did the first real sort of bulletin board come online? What was the, what was the first one that really had influence? I mean, there's probably always been a grundle of them, but they've been small. Uh, where was the first momentum? I would guess uh, exmormon.org. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's my hunch because it goes back to 95 and, or and, and luckily they've never updated since 1995, so you can still get a feel for the way it was. So you can still, yeah, <laughs> you know everything there is. All right, I'm going to get in trouble with those guys again. There was a guy named RPC Man, and I believe he was on the original Usenet email groups. Uh -huh. And uh, when uh, Eric began the ex-Mormon board, uh, he split off and began his own board. So I'm not quite sure what the – time difference was between the two, but it was pretty early. The Honest Intellectual Forums, uh, I believe, were started right around the same time as the Ex-Mormon, and the Ex-Mormon website listed as 98. So the Ex-Mormon um, board, also called RFM. RFM, or is it Reform? Recovery from Mormonism. Recovery from Mormonism is still today the highest traffic board 
related to Mormonism, either inside or outside the church, as far as I understand. I think somebody in a couple of days ago posted some statistics, and it has by far the most hits. Um, I was just looking at it. It says that uh, since April 4th of 98, there have been 131,000 messages posted and more than 4.1 million hits on that webpage. And if you do a search on any sort of weird Mormon topic, like you put in... I don't know, a couple of keywords. Kinderhook um, plates. Yeah, Kinderhook plates. I guarantee in the first one or two pages on Google, you're going to hit um, their their old archives and where they've been. If if all you type in is Mormon, uh, you're going to see uh, RFM on the first page. So RFM has been the 800-pound um, gorilla for the apologist for a long time. And from time to time, they put their toe in. There have been some notorious incidents of apologists... Um, Sort of uh, banging into that board. Oh yeah, um, I I can think of Peterson in particular has oh, had yeah. some has has some run in with those guys mm-hmm. and threats of uh, libel and lawsuits and but nothing ever really materializes. I think it'd be really hard to surprise prompt. surprise. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would ever go through with that on an internet forum. I don't. I just don't think it would work legally, especially that forum. I mean, it really just rotates too quickly and it's it's difficult to. To manage. So, so the, the, the tenor of that one, and I hope I'm not going too far out on a limb, is any criticism of the church goes. Um, and I personally, as an ex-Mormon, have had my post banned for defending the church, or my post deleted from that side. So have I. So they will go after people who, if, if you just say, whoa, 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 let's get, re-, the last one I can remember is they were talking about how Joseph Smith was a pedophile. And I was saying... There's no evidence that Joseph Smith is a pedophile. You know, that the pedophilia is a particular thing, and I got my, my posts all deleted on that. So they are very religious in their moderation in favor of criticism. I think it's worth pointing out that they uh, moderate a lot, uh, but not in the way that other people do. They, you know, they, they have a tendency to be heavy-handed on banning people and on deleting posts and on locking threads. Maybe not banning, but... Locking threads and deleting posts, you know. Yeah, they they're not that. they're not so big on banning because they allow for anonymous posting. You can just jump right on and 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 get right in. Yeah, I probably misspoke. Um, but I I can think of, and I'm not going to name names, but I can think of a lot of ex Mormons, um, in the community who refuse to to post there anymore. Who who have, and and, the, and there's a lot of people who still started there because it's sort of the first place you tend to land. And then sort of work through all this caustic sort of anger and then move on to other boards. I think that's the best way. <laughs> that's the I, way it I worked for me. I lasted about three months there. And uh, over the course of the years, there have been numerous concerns about it, even from uh, people like from the Ex-Mormon Foundation who were saying, okay, this is this is the primary board that people who have questions about the church or who, who you know, may be, uh, may be disaffected to some extent. This is the first place they go. And the first thing they see is all this vitriol that is going on on this board and we we don't think that's representative of us which is really kind of ironic because you know we have this 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 slew of people who are ex-mormon or post-mormon or pretending to be mormon or whatever and they're very concerned about what the ex-mormon board is looking like um and the the board does have a couple of a-list celebrities as far as um, the board is really dominated by richard packham you know who we've had on the podcast and steve benson the pulitzer prize winning um uh, cartoonist. And he's really awesome to bicker with, honestly. Anytime I get in a real argumentative mood, I go over to recovery board S- to argue Steve with him. Steve is fun to debate with. He is, he, uh, he likes it. He really does. Um, 
And then there's been others who use it as an outlet. Um, I, I think of Bob McHugh still posts things there uh, from time to time. So there, there's, there's still a lot of stuff happening there. I just think a lot of us just get tired of che- checking in on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a tough board to keep up on because if you don't keep up on it, you lose everything. Yeah, yeah. And and there's still I – w- I was there a couple days ago. I was looking for something, and there's these guys. that There are probably 10 or 20 of them that have been posting there for, oh, eight years now, and they're just there all the time. I, and there's, there's a handful of people that have been there as long as I've been on the damn you, and that's a couple of years. Oh. And they post along. Good, good, good for them. That's so, all. Just two years, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years. Yeah. So it's, it's still out there. And and as far as discussion and dialogue go, I think one of the things that marks the boards is this tension between the the faithful, including the apologists, and the unfaithful, including the 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 people who are full on out critics and the liberal Mormons. So there's as we go through the genealogy here, we should understand that the the apologists really are just not tolerated. Or, or anybody defending the faith is just not tolerated. They will quickly be be um, smashed down and they'll be drowned out there. There's no, there's no. What I'm saying is there's no real dialogue there. And I think, I think if Eric or Susan Is were here, they'd say, yeah, that's the way we want it. That's 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 our that's our modus operandi. You know. I I think that that's true of uh, the majority of the ex Mormon spectrum of the boards. There's only one board I know that um, is the exception to that, and we'll, we'll get there in a minute, won't we, Shades? Yes, we will. I don't know. Well, may, I don't know. Maybe we won't get there, but you know. <laughs> I'll just wait patiently. Now, um, I, the, the 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 board that um, sort of was the granddaddy of everybody coming together before it split into all these different subworlds was uh, New Science Orleans. Lighthouse Message Board. The, yes. So, so that, that was the first right, one. Right, yeah, you, you're days. right. You're right. Yeah. I was I was going to the next one, but Zion's Light, Lighthouse Message Board was the board that was put up by. Um, Gerald and Sandra Tanner for Lighthouse Ministries. That is, I'm afraid, incorrect. It's Oh, I'm wrong. Tell me. Yeah, wrong. the Zion's Lighthouse message board was set up uh, in, as a response to the board that was set up by Gerald and Sandra Tanner. See, I knew I brought you guys here for a reason. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I do know that some of the original debates started out Lighthouse Ministries. Uh, yeah. So what, what, what? Well, to the extent that they were allowed by the uh, moderator web guy, who was pretty uh, you know heavy-handed when it came to banning Mormon posters. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so the Zion Lighthouse. <laughs> give me the Zion's board. Lighthouse message. ZLMB. ZLMB. So ZLMB started as a response to the bannings that happened on the Tanners. That's correct. And so, who was running that thing? That was a guy named. Uh, oh, I can't remember his. Can't remember his real name anymore. But Pecumani. Uh, that's what he went by. Or Pecumani Nine, I think. Uh, so I remember him. W- when yeah. about in the history are we talking about? About like what year? Uh, two. Mm, late two thousand. Uh, so what happened? What happened? Well, the- late two thousand is when the uh, uh, Zion Lighthouse Message Board was established. But uh, like sometime, like several months before that, is when um, uh, the Z- Lighthouse Ministry Board was set up and was running. So I, I guess that was maybe up like uh, roughly a year, maybe a little bit less before Zion's Lighthouse came to be. So so Zion's Lighthouse tried to put a dialogue between the Mormons and the apologists, at least the online apologists. Well, part of the ex-Mormons and the apologists. Yeah, yeah, the ex- ex-Mormons. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it uh, it was a, like of a, a re- like I said, a response to the uh, oppressive moderation policies that this guy, their chief moderator, web guy, instituted over there at the Tanner's Lighthouse Board, because he would ban any sort of defense of the church, any you know, anything said in favor of it, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And of course, um, the apologists who normally weren't allowed to 
post it, you know, RF or xmormon.org anyway, or RFM, they uh, got sick of, you know, the rules saying one thing, but the moderator doing another. So they decided to create this uh, utopia. It was envisioned by the founder as being a place where uh, all the top-notch apologetics and so forth could, uh, uh, it was like a one-stop shopping place or a clearinghouse for all the best and the brightest. And where everybody could come and have their say and so on and so forth, and that everybody would be on an equal playing field, you know. So, once again, a, a reaction to the oppressiveness from the Tanner's board. So, did they recruit? Like, um, or did it, it just naturally gravitate to that place? I don't recall any heavy recruiting, but it kind of gravitated towards that. I guess, you know, one person finds it, then they tell their friends, and they tell their friends, and so on. Um, so at the time, do you, do you all recall, was there any main competition to that board, or was that the main board that was up? Um, well, there was a f- the fair boards that existed for a long time, but that was, they weren't really paid much attention to. You had just uh, Faithful Mormons posting there, but it was kind of a minor player at it the was. time. And the, so Zion's Lighthouse, was the, that was the big place for people to meet together. There was also the fluff board at LDSTalk.com, where there, there was a little bit of light dancing between the critics and, and the apologists, and mostly people just trying to uh, wind their way out, basically. But, um, you know, I was looking at that board just the other day, and it's been hijacked by the church completely. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's also important to remember that um, we might be talking about the big heavy hitters right now, but uh, we should remember that there have been other minor boards that have come and gone. Like, like there's a guy named Larry Ingram who ran a board. Like me and a few other hardcore people would, you know, post on it. That was it. There was another board called the Sheltering Tree, which is, you know, pretty much about you know fellowship and you know pro LDS stuff. So all these other boards that most people won't even remember anymore, have mm-hmm. come and gone. They have. Without ever being major There are players. little bits of carcasses strewn across the internet. <laughs> it's really interesting to see because you'll see little little caches of information or posts or something from time gone by. And it, it, it's actually fascinating to go back and look. Uh, the Folk of the Fringe uh, back in the early 2000s, it's, it's still there. Uh, an archived version of it, but it's a hoot to go back and look at some of those original posts and see some of the interaction, well, which hasn't I, changed too much from what it what the interaction is now. And honestly. this is unfortunate for some. I can think of one budding young apologist right now who just went to graduate school who came onto the scene with a bang about three years ago and racked up 20,000 posts within a year. I won't name names. On which board? On be- between your board and um, between uh, Mormon discussions and um, the, the Mad politics. Board, okay, and um, and he left some carcasses, and they're all out there to be pulled up and um, resurrected. So, unfortunately, I think what's happening is there's some young guys who are coming online who haven't got cut their teeth yet, who come out as Class A assholes, and all that stuff gets um, archived away, and and people should be should be aware of that. As a matter of fact, I switched to using my real name in 2003 on the boards. I, I believe that was about the time. I was still in the church. And I did so to prevent myself from being too caustic. You, well, you can always control yourself from being caustic whenever you wish. I just in put theory. big green hugs on everything. And I could see the nastiest <laughs> stuff, and I put big green hugs after it, and they, everything was okay. Yeah, oh, kind of like regards, Pahoran. Exactly. Or thanks, Wade England. Regards, Pahoran. <laughs> What was Hammer's sign-off? I, I don't even remember. remember. I don't even know who that is. Uh, really? You know the, the Hammer. It sounds familiar. Oh, uh, he was uh, which board? Uh, on the the Mad boards. Um, oh yeah, yeah. People talked about that dude. Apparently, he was a real a real trip. But I don't. I don't. I didn't read that. I wasn't reading there anymore by then. So 
Okay, so 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 the board we were talking about, um, the Z, the the Zion's, Zion's Lighthouse. Lighthouse board, See, I always get it mixed up with Zarahemla, but um, no. So so what was the death toll of that board? Oh boy, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. What happened was, um, as you can imagine, there have been um, you know lots and lots of threads on lots and lots of bulletin boards over the years that have come and gone, but. Um, one day, a certain thread took place on the Zion's Lighthouse message board that towered above any and all other threads that have ever existed on any message board on any subject on the internet ever. Wow. Ever. Yes, it was the most important thread that the world has ever seen. And it was so amazing, so earth shattering. It was it like, was. you know, one thread to rule them all, one thre- thread to find them, one thread to bring sure. them all, and so And I forth. was not there. Yeah, it's too bad. You weren't. Oh, you would have had a great old time. And so um, it pretty much laid um, the apologists bare and showed how they operated on the most fundamental level. Oh, it was so fantastic. And uh, it was it, the, the apologists came out looking so bad because they were caught in, you know, multiple untruths. Time and time, and they changed their story again and again and again and again so and again. So, what was what was the topic? I mean, give us a general feel. What, okay, what well, was the, going on? The name of the thread was called "More on Disingenuous Murphy," where um, apparently uh, uh, Thomas Murphy, who you probably heard of, you know the uh, the author, uh, yeah, the author who who came really close to being excommunicated, but thanks to a threatened candlelight vigil at the last minute, they uh, they yanked his disciplinary hearing. Anyways. So this, uh, like roughly, I'd say six months or so later, he um, gives a presentation at uh, Utah Valley University, and so um, uh, basically, he was after after that, somebody got on there, a guy named Penatac One. I is that what he still posts on at Mormon Dialogue yes. and Discussions? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that guy gets on and he starts uh, talking about how you know this was inaccurate and blah blah blah, and he used somebody's image without permission. But then somebody else chimed in. You know, a uh, moderator on the Mad Boards we've all heard of, and accused him of slandering Lewis Midgley, and then uh, and you know, and what was it? Accusing Midgley of having instigated the whole court of love procedure, or something like that. So I got on and said, "Well, wait a second. Uh, how, how do this sounds just really just too fishy for me? Like we have Midgley sitting in the audience, but yet." Um, Thomas Murphy slanders him right in front of his face. I mean, that's a little bit uh, a little bit far fetched. And then she said, "Well." Uh, yeah, well, you well you should have read it in the well. If you'd read the transcript, you'd know what it was, you know that it actually happened. I said, well, well, link me to the transcript so I can read it for myself because I just don't believe you. And he said, well, it's not up online yet because uh, you know it was like court, it was written down like one of those like what court stenographers write down. And no, I'm not going to give you the link. It's like, well, the reason you're not going to give me a link is because it doesn't exist. And so it went on and on. It turns out that um, she wound up people, other people, her Mormon friends tried to defend her by saying, no, 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 there never was a transcript. Then she came back, yes, there was a transcript, and. Then they found out that it might have been somebody's notes that she read, and then it turns out that Midgley wasn't even in the room at the time, and then it turns out that Murphy didn't even say anything except in the Q and A, in the Q and A session afterwards, and then it turns out that Murphy didn't say anything. It was out in the hall afterwards, and then he didn't. Then it turns out that he didn't even mention Midgley's name at all. <laughs> Somebody just speculated. And, Such drama. Yeah. And so it's people changing their stories back and forth and back and forth and being called out for their stories and coming up with all these contradictory cover stories and, you know, cycling through for like 38 pages. And, oh, man, it was fun. Probably the, <laughs> So, anyways, uh, this, the apologists, or apologi- the main apologist who, you know, was doing the most flip-flopping uh, decides that um, she'd had enough. And so anybody who gets who's sick of these anti-Mormons, uh, you know, being able to trash believing members, then come on over to the fair boards and uh, where, you know, this type of thing won't happen again. So after that, so the believers all fled en masse over to the fair boards, and then Zion's Lighthouse, you know, it 
petered off and died. So just the one thread, it took down an entire message board, and it gave rise to the oppressive moderating policies of the fair boards, now the mad boards, now Mormon dialogue and discussion. And it ensured that the Mormons and the ex-Mormons would never, ever, ever occupy the same board in equal numbers ever again. You know, one thread did that. And set a precedent for board destruction. Yes, it, it did. because that happened on Flack, too. Oh, did it really? Uh-huh. So, oh. so what I think is interesting here is, I mean, let's be clear. 98% of all the threads on any board are kind of junk. Um, they're, they're sort of entertainment. They're sort of like discussion porn, right? Um, <laughs> but what, what has always amazed me as, as I've watched it is the Mormon world is small. And we're talking, when we say apologists, we're talking about the apologists who publish with farms, who publish with the Maxwell Institute, the ones who write for Mormon Times, the ones who write for Deseret News. These guys are still plugged into these boards. And even though you get on them and you, it seems like you're just talking to a bunch of yahoos, there's this cloud of the movers and shakers, people who publish in Dialogue and Sunstone and in the and Mormon History Association, who are sort of always semi-plugged into what's going on on these boards. And there have been instances that I can give you history of where the church has responded to things that have come up in threads. So I don't think like the church has a cadre of people sit and watch the boards, but they're one phone call away from the people on the boards. So this is an instance where I think academically, you know, people are used to going to conferences and having sort of these these sort of semi-formal discussion, you know, professional discussions, and then going back with their own clan and bad-mouthing everybody. And there's something about the boards that seemed anonymous. And you could get on and, you know, type all this stuff in, but it would blow up and it would be archived. And I think that sort of thing is the first instance of people realizing that this seems like it doesn't matter, but it really did. People were really watching. And um, who knows what, um, you know, especially when it comes to the church stuff, who's turning cranks behind the scene and telling the guys to tone it down or, or stop this or knock this off. Well, you actually heard, uh, who was it? Uh, Dallin H. O's coming. Say like general conference to you know tone it down and right. you know treat treat our you know ex- former members with respect or something wasn't that something like that or no no watch how you act online right was that how it was the gist of it yeah 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 okay. and and then and Bowers asked teenage girls to get on and put YouTube videos up to spread the word <laughs> so how did that work out <laughs> as best as as best as you can imagine <laughs> that bad huh all right all right so 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 they go off to the fair they they set up the fair boards and this is about the time that fair started. Um, which was it, it? Fair Fair hasn't been around since the before like two thousand, has it? Oh, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? I don't believe well, so. Roughly about then. Yeah, it was right around the early two thousands. Fair, when it fair up. was born purely out of the internet. Um, it has no ins. No, now it has a conference that squats on Sunstone's um, right. turf, but but it didn't start from the real world. No, and go no. online and and you know yeah, Scott Gordon and those guys who started it started as a repository to try to get information out that was sort of not as technical as some of the stuff Maxwell Institute, a.k.a. Farms, is putting out. Um, so, And at first, it, it was really amateurish. I remember those first days when they first went up, and it was... it was um, um, You could tell they hadn't learned the art of using an editor, that sort of thing. Um, so so, so, so they, they get their boards, and they start getting their, their, um, their presence known. So now all the... All the um, the um, disaffectites, the, the ex Morganites, um, strangeites. The where where did where did they go after uh, after the board? Actually, believe it or not, the ex Mormons actually followed the uh, believers over to the fair boards, and they coexisted there, you know, under you know an oppressive atmosphere for quite a while, actually. 
And and that's where I first started engaging as my newly born like ex Mormon self. And then one day, all of a sudden, everybody was gone at a fair, and that's where they all went over to the mat when the mad boards were were created back in fall of two thousand three, I believe. Uh, I the the discussion just went to 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 nothing, as far as I remember, because I'm like, where is everybody? What's going on? Well, I th- I think that uh, you know the the discussion we had before of when did all these boards start about three different ex Mormon flavored boards started between, you know, 2000, 2003, somewhere in that neighborhood. So maybe they just sucked all the air out of the room. And it might be, it's like for most of us, you would go check six, four or five or six boards. You know, um, it's not like you were loyal to, to, to one board. You just go look for whatever was hot. I remember reading three boards every day. That's, (laughs) Oh, you can't sustain that for very long. No. So now, um, when did Zarahemla start up? Uh, Zarahemla, oh uh, three, I think. So about the same time. Yeah. Um, and Zarahemla was was quite a tour de force for a while. A short while, um, because uh, by the time that I inherited it, it was it was done. So so a the, short while. Well, how, why did you get the sloppy seconds? What? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a history of picking up boards that nobody wants and websites that nobody – the island of uh, misfit boards. That's me. Let's not forget the little sideboards like Folk of the Fringe and the Foyer that turn into flack. And right. there's that whole side area too where there's not a whole lot of – oh, Mormon Discussions board. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. You said uh, Mormon dis- – or you said um, the Foyer that turned into flack? Because when yes. I go to when I go to flack.com, nothing happens. I have to go to thefoyer.org. The foyer. It's it, uh, thefoyer.org. Yeah. So but you say it that, turned into flack. But the the, the foyer, So what is it? The why don't how, how come it's not flack.com right now then? Because Maybe. the owner took it away because he was mad because we had a big blow up on one post. Oh, so then somebody salvaged the remains and opened uh, yes, thefoyer.org again. He went by the name of Solistics and he came in and rescued literally overnight the board from being. Com- closed down completely and then we had a democratic process of renaming the board as further light and knowledge so it is known as as flack now but you know i go to the website and i don't see further light and knowledge anywhere is that like up in the corner somewhere because on the upper it's, left it's and okay, the logo so is all has, has he considered uh, changing he, the name the url to you know further light and knowledge.com i'll or go flack. ahead and com. send a memo to the. <laughs> i mean because it's like i get conf- I, I i can't tell you the number of times that i've tried to go there people have talked about it i'm like further light and knowledge nothing you know if you go to the foyer.org you'll get it yeah yeah the, now i know but that's two different names yeah. you know the yeah. the domain name wasn't available um it's um, as simple as that well i think a lot of it too was that you know when the foyer board when when the view from the foyer um imploded because the owner took it down um, the idea was that this board, the foyer, this is a community and he doesn't own this community. And so by golly, we're going to recreate the foyer. So, and then there was all, oh, do we want to do that? And there was some, a lot of discussion about that part of it too. But it was my understanding that it was going to be the foyer. And that's why he grabbed the foyer.org because the idea wasn't, we're going to create a different board. It's well, he doesn't own this community. This community exists outside of his little AMU space. Although a few days later, there was a bit of saber rattling about uh, stealing the name, even though, you know, it was a shortened version. 
It was actually quite interesting uh, to see the board go down like it did because it 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 left a devastated community. They everyone suddenly felt orphaned and they were running around to other various boards. Where are my people? What's going? You know, where are we going to be? It was interesting to see that phenomena, that 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 personal phenomenon that was going on at the time. We talk about the drama. I think it's important to underline that you know when you run a board, all of your content is provided for free by people who you don't control. Right. You know, like here, you know, I kind of control what we record and who gets on. But when you're aboard, you kind of have to just roll out the mat and see what happens. So there is always this tension between not only the board owners who want some sort of, I don't know, a voice direction, direction or or purpose. And then the the posters can come on, take it any any direction they want. And oftentimes people who rely on the boards are either. People who are going through a process in their life when they need that. That's why it's so important for the apologists because apologists are really just the flip side of disaffected Mormons. They have nobody to talk to. And the apologia that they, they put out would not be accepted in the chapels. So um, the, they so they need a place where they can go meet other people and talk about this stuff because apologists are all the time like saying things that are against what the prophets say. They're saying things that aren't accepted in church. So right. they need a community. And, of course, disaffected Mormons need a community. So it becomes such an important aspect of that process of finding your new space. Um, and, and people bring so much emotional charge into that. And you'll see people come on those boards and literally be spending 20, 23 hours a day on those boards for sometimes periods of months. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. There, there's I a young board that. phenomenon. <laughs> it, it, it's quite a common phenomenon that you, you, you get these people that come in and they post day and night for a week or two. And Your then, world's falling apart. I right. mean... Your world is falling apart. And then, you know, fast forward a week and it's another three people and another three people after that. And, and you have nobody to talk to. I mean, we've, we've talked about that before on the podcast. You, oftentimes your spouse doesn't understand or doesn't want to hear it. There's nobody in the ward. Your bishop's just going to threaten you. And suddenly you realize there's, there's a hundred people there who understand exactly what you're talking about. And it feels like you're, you're suddenly coming home to this, you know, this glorious place. And it can be intoxicating. Um, but the boards, you know, related to our stories about the boards kind of going belly up. It's my observation. You guys can argue with me if you want that about every six months, the boards change personality. There'll be enough people come and go that they'll start, um, you know, some people will start posting less, there'll be new people come on, and that changes the actual tenor and, and voice of the board. Depends on the board. I, I think what you're describing is true. I think that the uh, time span is different for every board. That's, that, that's, that's I, like, I think on New Order Mormon, it's shorter than that. I think you get little niche boards that by the time people ha- are through with their processing, they're looking for a community, and they've bonded during this whole you know traumatizing process of leaving the church. And so they find themselves in smaller communities that just provide support. They've essentially processed their Mormon stuff, and they're there just to play. So uh, the the percentage of people who process through Mormonism and then continue to keep those online relationships, I think is fairly, fairly good. And I, I, I would say, again, the exact same process after being on the Mormon discussions, now Mormon dialogue board, the MAD board, um, 
the exact same thing happens with apologists, even though they tend to stay in the, in the church. They have to reach a new stasis, a new medium, and they go through the same sort of thing. Even though they're really hyper-defensive of the church, they're still trying to work through all this, all this stuff. I agree. I agree. And, and furthermore, I think this whole online phenomenon has completely changed the, the face of the stigma of ex-Mormon and apostate because it's it's enabled a community. I, I think, you know, back in the early days, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s or whatever, uh, if someone became a disbeliever for whatever reason, well, they, they kind of lurked in the back pew of the church and they didn't say anything and they didn't express themselves because they couldn't. They'd lose their family, their friends, you know, uh, that type of a thing. And with the, the advent of the internet, if they have questions or concerns or whatever, they can reach out to someone else. They've got an immediate support there and it enables it yeah and i say that to music (laughs) (laughs) no no i agree and i I think the importance is 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 huge um but the the boards have their limits and that's where these these things end and you you, i've seen groups migrate from one board to the other because they get tired of certain topics and then that board does the same thing and 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 um they so there's always this this movement and motion going around and just like any human endeavor, there's people who get personal, their feelings hurt, and they form cliques, and they form. But because there isn't the filter, when you're talking to somebody, you're watching their facial expression, you don't want to seem too aggressive. But when you're, it's two in the morning, and you're clicking away, I mean, those filters just go away, and you can put anything, anything you want there, and... I, we, I'm sure we all cringe about once a week reading reading the boards. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's kind <laughs> of why I have uh, stayed and participated on boards as long as I have. Uh, I always thought that, that, especially when I was in Mormonism, that there was not enough talk. There was not enough dialogue. I wasn't learning. And and I think that as time has gone by and th- these participations on this board, I learn all the time. I mean, 10 years into it, over 10 years into it, I'm still am learning things. And it's it, it's a wonderful thing. I feel like it's a living process rather than a, a dead shell of a person, kind of what I was becoming while I was a Mormon. Yeah, I've had that experience. And and I mean, you know, I, I think like a lot of us here, I read a few hundred posts a day, probably three, four, five hundred posts a day. And I still keep seeing stuff that I go, wow, I, I wish I had said that. I, I wish that I had recognized that that thing. And then you'll get those rare personality people that come on, you know, after you've been on the boards for such a long time, you see, you have a tendency to see the same things over again, but then you'll get a flare up, you'll get a, you know, an outstanding person that will kind of show up, a Bob McHugh, you know, that that sits on flack and explains not only why he uh, doesn't believe, but this is why his brain believes he doesn't believe. And you, you know, you get all these, these different personality types that will filter through and that always makes it fun too. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, speaking of uh, some boards, as you say, John, going belly up. Now, uh, I explained how Zion's Lighthouse message board came to a sudden and abrupt end, but uh, tell us about what happened to uh, Flack or the foyer or whatever. Now, once again, you say somebody came in and talked politics. There's got to be more to it than that. Can you give us the rundown? Do you want to tell this story, Anne? Well, I can tell the story a little bit from my perspective, and it might be interesting to hear about it from yours because... Um, my perspective may be different than yours. Okay. I was not as much of an active participant in Slack at that point, or, or excuse me, the view from the foyer at that point. I was much more involved in the New Order Mormon board. Um, I And I kind of heard about what happened on Flack 
oh my gosh, what's going on here from Solistics that, when it happened? That was what happened to me. I, I had been uh, posting and reading over at New Order Mormon, and then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, something's happening over at the foyer. Then I had to go running. This story uh, was was recreated by Solistics at the time that it happened. Uh, he wanted to take a snapshot, you know, and document what had happened with the board. And that is still located on the FLAC board. And so if you're interested, you can go take a look at it. But the upshot was that we, ha we had a board owner, Archimedes, who uh, he, he, he was one of those, you know, personalities that, you know, either really high or really low. And you kind of followed, you know, his mood, the whole board kind of followed his mood. Uh, Anyway, Bob McHugh got on there at one at a time when Arch was just not in a good mood, and uh, he he brought something up about Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> Al Gore. It was it Bob McHugh because I thought that it was um. No, it, it, it was Bob McHugh's original post that caused the problem. Uh, he was, he was, uh, just okay. brought this very innocent thread out. He was talking about, um, Al Gore and Arch got really mad and they started getting into this. Uh, Bob was long well, gone, I and, think, by that time. I mean, Bob was I not do, interacting at all. And I do want to, I do want to interject here that that was actually a very early rule of the board. The board really didn't have a lot of rules, but one of the very early and pretty much absolute rules was Thou no political not. discussion. Yes. Anyway, and the reason for that was because it was because so so many of us, I think, when we tend to drift away from LDSism, we sort of drift into a more liberal view. And Archimedes is very politically conservative, and he didn't want to have those kinds of conversations. So he didn't. And there was a free forum area. This is where free for all stuff goes. We don't talk about politics, period. Anyway, he shut down the thread and he said, we're not going to talk about this, but he did so uh, in the process of doing so. He interjected all of his own personal political stuff. Uh -huh. And then Mr. Brightside came along and said, excuse me, you're going to shut this down, but look at you, you're, you're violating your own rules. Well, you know, Arch just couldn't stand for that type of response. <laughs> and so he babbled back and forth and back and forth. And then he finally said, you know what, you're all children and I'm tired of this board and I'm shutting you down. I don't want to <laughs> deal with this anymore. He paid the bills. He was the board owner and and AMU was not a free forum. You had to pay for it. Yep. Right, right. Talk about having a thin skin. It was really bad, and it was so really ugly. somebody posts about gore. Big anyway, deal. As, as the night was unfolding, I remember as this night was occurring, because I was very active at the time, and, and things were going back and forth and back and forth, and I, I, I get this Yahoo Messenger uh, message going, uh, the board's being shut down. We've got like three hours. So he initially said, uh, I'm shutting this down in three hours. And then he said, well, I'm going to leave it up for 24 if you guys want to get something off of it. And Solistics immediately started doing a mirror. Uh, board. He started recreating it and trying to cache everything so that we would have it all there. And in 24 hours, he had recreated the entire board. Well, uh, Arch kind of had, you know, second feelings about the whole thing, you know, the day after and it was gone. I mean, it was like, he's like, you can come back. We'll, we'll do this on a limited basis. And everyone said, 
Mm, no, mm. well, we've got you know, we're under the whims of this tyrant dictator who can pull the plug on the entire community at any time. Well, no, thank you. So that's what happened. Okay, gotcha. Well, now, did he, the guy who pulled the plug, did he come back and is he now an active participant or is he gone forever? He, he participates he's on, on my um, board now. <laughs> oh, he's on your board now. Okay, gotcha. Now, now you Nom is pretty much the mothership. It's interesting because uh, I don't know if you were around at the time, Thane, but um, I was on the Nom board. At, there was a point where there were there was a lot of freewheeling kind of stuff and nom nom can be a very confining environment for some people they find the the purpose of the board that constrains them from their freedom of expression and the view from the foyer was started as a more freewheeling right, alternative right. Boyer in terms of to be what kinds of critical things you could say about the church. Right. It was supposed to be an antidote to New Order Mormon, which is, you know, constrained. But, um, you know, if you it take the board work. down, then... Okay, now you say that it used to cost money? So if, when you registered, you had to pay to stay on lot to use the, it or something? What, the how, hosting that work? software that we used, the boards that... The software that we used, the, the service that we used, was kind of like the BraveNet forum that we talked about a little bit earlier. It was called AMU. And um, Solistics is a big hero to a lot of the boards. Uh, AMU, AMU was a, is a, was a, a either ad-supported ad or fee-for-service right service right. you had you paid money and you had sponsorship levels and it wasn't that expensive but uh it was kind of fun not fun but it was kind of a, a disaster actually the amu board um changed their software because it was not secure enough which explains why the view from a foyer was able to be rest was able to be entirely mirrored and set up as a side board right. um set up and essentially recreated under free force software using phpbb and uh, is that what it used was yes. that is that right yes. Thane? yes and then um uh, amu redid their software and everything Load all the boards that were hosted on amu were completely just devastated Carl's Jr. logos for avatars for everybody. My Little Pony <laughs> backgrounds when you're on. I mean, it was just. It, it was. was awful. It was a. It was a bad mess. They they put in some untested software and it went very badly. And um, I I don't know, Anne, whether you uh made this clear, but there were hundreds of boards using this AMU software, and they all blowed up on the same day. And, including uh, the French. Yeah, it was it was a bad scene. And so that's the second time that Solistics came and rescued us all because he came and uh, mirrored my board, New Order Mormon, onto his server on his software. And, you know, uh, folk on the fringe and Faces East. And I'm forgetting another one or two or three. But, I mean, he <clears throat> rescued us all. Oh, yeah, yeah Cherry. <laughs> Uh, he really, <laughs> I mean, the guy uh, rescued us uh, a, a bunch I, of boards. I, at some point, I think he was planning. There was a there was a completely unrelated non Mormon board walk away from fundamentalism that was for people who were leaving evangelical fundamentalist Christian churches, and they were huge. 
And it was like, you know, they somebody from that board emailed us and I'm like, you know, might want to email this guy because he can save you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're singing his praises because he passed away last year at the age of 28 of cancer. And it was very devastating to everyone that was involved or knew him personally, directly, indirectly. It was a very devastating time. What was the guy's name again? Solistics. His real oh. name is... And, you know, I, I think there's a good point here. Even on both sides, you know, taking guys like from the fair or from farms, the, the, there's a, a, a small group of people who sort of pay for all, all this stuff because they believe in it. And I've, I found, um, you know, there's a lot of people who just leave the church. They're Jack Mormons, whatever, and they walk away. But for the people who get involved online or get involved in podcasts or whatever, these are all very sincere people. Um, and that's what I think is so funny about like the mad boards watching the apologists and the critics go at it. Because to me, they're just, they're, they've just switched a bit. That's all. Other, other than that, they're like the same personalities, the same type of convicted people. And they convicted in both sense of the words. I, I, <laughs> I have, I have a theory that I've expressed a couple of times that whatever kind of Mormon you are is the kind of ex-Mormon you become. If you're one kind of Mormon, then when you stop believing, you become that kind of ex-Mormon. So if you were like a coffee drinking, like once a year cigar smoking Mormon, what what, what do you do on the ex-Mormon side? You sneak in and sing praise to the man every... <laughs> no, it's not like <laughs> that. I think, I, I think that she does have a point that if you're, if you're raised in Mormonism and you're raised to be a leader and you're raised to be, you know, to direct people and to organize things and that type of thing, when you leave the church, you do the exact same thing. You have all this Bobby energy. Bobby is a all fine this, example yeah. of that. Yeah, I, I can't remember which apologist it, it, it was, but he said, you know, the problem with all you ex-Mormons, you take this stuff too seriously. <laughs> we did when you were in the church as well. That's kind of why we're on this side. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, like, the current state of affairs. And like you said, there's a lot of little small boards, and some of them fill a niche. You know, like we just talked about Faces East, which is really for people who are – which is a great board. We've had those people on, on Mormon Expression before, you know, for people who are married – to those who've left the church as a support group. And, and those are, to me, those are the really great resources out there. Now let's talk about the, the ones that are mediocre that we all rely on. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've mentioned it several times. Um, the, uh, you know, I said at the top of the show that really Mormon boards have a really difficult time because what is, if, if you're full on Mormon, there's no criticism, whatever, what do you talk about? They have to be like genealogy boards, or they have to be. They're really they're they're sort of train wreckish when I look at them. Uh, I think you've uh, kind of hit on it sideways. Uh, there are two kinds of boards in the damn you. There's uh, discussion boards, argument boards, and then there's support boards. So uh, you know, well, the support boards in my mind are. New Order Mormon and Faces East, and and I, I see us as two sides of the coin, and uh, and then you know maybe Stay LDS is is maybe a third incarnation of that that support uh, methodology, and then there's everybody else that are these discussion boards. You're, you're on right, side or another. and I, I'm sure there's like a Mormon version of that, but I don't. I there's been some that I've looked at, and they they tend to have really problems. So on the Mormon side, moving from right to left. Of the of the main boards out there driving the the, the show is Mormon. Um, it's called Mormon Dialogue right now. It used to be called Mormon Apologetics, uh, Apologetics and Discussion. Mormon Apologetics and Discussion, hence the Mad Board, which um, I much prefer, by the way. Which the old timers will never stop calling it Mad. Although that's a bannable offense to call it Mad these days. Um, 
<laughs> it's kind of like calling a Mormon a Mormon. <laughs> yeah. So so the fascinating thing is the board is populated by a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, I'll say it by a bunch of yahoos. But there's there are this cloud, like I said before, of these serious apologists who watch the board all the time. Right. Um, um, you know, people like uh, you could even call them professional apologists. You can call them absolutely professional apologists. Like I say, they work for Mormon Times. They work for the Deseret News. They, um, you know, they they're they're in the Maxwell Institute. All these guys, and they will come on if you tickle their right um, um, funny bone. If you say just the right thing, right? They show up. Um, uh, um, I'll, I'll use I'll use this example. This the, this is archived. You can go look it up. About four or five years ago, they had published something that was untrue on the Zena Diantha Huntington page, and I called them out on it. And it was three or four hours before they fixed the board on the LDS site, and they came in and said, "What are you making such a big deal of this? This is this is a little <laughs> thing." Um, you know, so they're right on top of that, and they're connected right into the COB. And did they say we've always been at war with Oceania? Or, or... <laughs> East Asia. East Do we Asia? even? We were always it's East Asia, Asia now. Okay. Do we even know the clear lines between the church and the apologists at this point? Well, no, I mean. The, the the Maxwell Institute is funded by the church right. and has Besides moved onto BYU campus. Fair is not, but no, I I think that that's a, a very important point, and and Jason brought it up on his first podcast where he said the church has to have these apologists because they say the things that the church can't say. Absolutely. So yeah, there's a very fuzzy line, and I think that they like that line fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. So the church the church likes the plausible deniability. Right, right, I and mean, they always have, and and that's not just unique to Mormonism. If if you go look like the White House, you know they will sound things out before they make official statements yeah, they'll, too. They'll float some statements to see how they go. I don't know if um, they have people from the church itself who are on the boards trying to detect trends or not. I know there's a lot of people who are kind of like closet Mormon who are very paranoid that there's this, you know, group of people sitting in the church office building monitoring every message board, checking for their names and their IP addresses. And It's a given. You, you, oh, yeah. You think so? Well, but absolutely. Remember how they had that um, story at, uh, like, the Daily Universe talking about the um, – what was that? The resource, like uh, – they're going to flood that they're going to flood the internet with so many pro Mormon websites that only right. pro Mormon websites would show up on Google <laughs> on, searches. On Google, right. What was that thing? The More the, Good uh, Foundation. Yeah, the More Good Foundation. And they interviewed with the BYU professor whose brainchild it was, and he says uh, the the church currently monitors fifteen thousand anti Mormon websites. About the, and then that and uh, we noticed that, and then I we posted about it on um, RFM, and then we and then I looked back on the next day, the next day, and that was taken off of BYU's website. That quote was eliminated. Well. I, I, See, I don't, I don't think it's as formal because if it was, they'd have better responses. That's, <laughs> that's exactly my argument. If, well, if they're, they're monitoring well, my board, they're doing they're, a really bad are, job. I mean, there may be 15,000 websites, but how many of them are saying anything that the church feel, feels the need to address? Well, that's why I'm talking about maybe they're looking for trends or directionals or, you know, something like that where they think, okay, maybe we should address this six months down the road in general conference because this number of people have, you know, expressed concern or something like that. I don't know how well it's followed. I just, I just can't I, can understand. I, wanna, I just want to pipe up with something, right. too, the, the whole More Good Foundation. The church shot itself in the foot 
back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when all of the Mormon websites that members were putting up and and wards were putting up, they were putting up all their own websites. And the church said, no, you need to take them down. Yeah, I remember that. You have to, I mean, they, because they wanted to control the message. Nick Letursky had, who at the time was quite, quite faithful, quite a believer, um, had just this fantastic temple resource, resource on temple history, dedicatory pages, all this other stuff. And they asked him to take it down. And so he did. Can I talk? Are you done, Anne? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> can can I talk, speaking of this vein of thought, can I talk about Facebook and how we are seeing a real life conflation between uh, these these lurking, you know, internet damn you people and their real life uh, <laughs> families and friends? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think this is all, you know, or is all, this too soon to talk about Facebook? Well, f- Facebook is a Facebook is a whole nother thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's really mucking everything up in a lot of ways. And I think maybe we can come back to it, but I, I, I think really, it's wonderful. I think it's marvelous. I really think it's another thing the church is unable to respond to. I was going to bring up the point of podcasting. You know, we started this in 2009. Um, Mormon stories has been going about, they started since up, restarted up again since, since then. The church has started last, I counted since Mormon expression started nine podcasts. And, um, they can't, the, the one thing we've done is we published every week. The church, with its billions and billions and billions, can't keep a single podcast running for. And and then I, I'm sure what happens is they get into editorial wars in the cob, and they right. and they kill it, and then they start sure. running old bullshit from ten years ago. And is it is it that hard to get, find one guy in the cob to give a microphone? It's you too hard to find somebody think. to correlate it. So, so yeah. that's where you know we are uh, we Mormon. Let's be clear: Mormon expression is a pissant operation. <laughs> and they can't compete hey. with their billions and billions of dollars. I'm sitting in a right, very comfy out. chair right now. I just want you to know. Well, and it's it's not because we're great. I'm just I'm just trying to point out how low the bar is, and they can't they can't clear it. So I think that that extends to to the boards and all that kind of no, stuff. No, I think it, uh, the church presupposes that everything that comes out from the church must be a correlated message. Right, right. And you know. Mormon expressions is not correlated. No, no, well, see, it's this not. is we this was what sure drove me crazy about message. being in the church in the first place. <laughs> was don't. there there was no dialogue. There was no real dialogue. I mean, you were given a playbook and you were you were you were told you have to have discussions only with these things. Right. Well, you leave that and what do you have? All these people who want to think and talk and do all of these wonderful things and we can do it now. We're sitting in this little office here talking about whatever it is we want to. We don't have to sit and monitor or we don't have to sit and think of fear of what our spouses or our home teachers or whoever is going to think about it. We don't it. have to pass the manual around the room and read a paragraph. That's right. So I do have to say kudos to Nemesis and crew who have kept the mad board in their various incarnations up and running. Because it is, as far as I know, the only sustainable Mormon thing that has been out there. But like we 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 said, it's they recently went through a big um, existential crisis and renamed themselves Mormon Dialogue instead of Apologetics, and I think they don't exactly know what they want to be. They're not the church, that's for sure. Like you mentioned earlier, these apologists—they're saying the things that the church would never say. So that's probably explains their longevity. But like like Jason talked about, it is it is an important like they're running screen for the church, you know, and it, it becomes a place where they can test test out 
stuff. Do you know what, though? I've been interacting with these apologists for over a decade, and I would definitely tell you they're not representative. They're, they're not my state president. I mean, that some of the nastiest personalities I've ever encountered have been a Mormon apologist. Well, you, you and I, Chris, have been on the, the mad board for a long time in various um, pseudonyms and stuff. Um, what's amaz- amazing to me is how many of the people who participate there strongly are not regular Mormons. They don't go to church. They're not, they're inactive. Mm-hmm. They have substance. You know, you would think you're you're interacting with all these guys, but they're just as inactive as I am. They are, and, and they're singing the praises of the church on Sunday afternoon instead of going to church. Right, right. So this is, and and I've even heard them say this is how I pay my dues to Jesus or whatever. I they probably said it a different way, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've talked about you can't talk about the Mad Board without talking about its sister board. Um. Because you can't have one without the other. I, I think if, if one of them ceased to exist, the other one would cease to exist. And that's a Mormon discussions, Dr. Shades board. Yay for Mormon discussion. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to what, be here. what I find interesting about the is is the the apologists and the mad people are always saying how insignificant your board is. But it won't be more than six minutes after anything comes up there, that the big dogs are howling about whatever's on your board. Those guys, I'm talking about Maxwell Institute leather chair office guys read your board all the time they don't stop oh, they yeah. love they love the tension i mean they they really do but there's no other way to explain it and they will post there they'll, they'll stop for six months you know like like an addict you know they're off their recovery and then they'll be back in you know but they're always talking about the trailer park they really are <laughs> oh yeah you can leave mormon you can leave mormon discussions but you can't leave mormon discussions alone <laughs> so your your board is different in in the in the aspect that you will not ban posters well for the most part i mean uh, we did have one unfortunate exception a long time ago but uh, that was kind of couldn't be avoided but as far as but you will not be banned for your ideas though well so and you know i, I in your defense i in the you know mormon mormon expression has a a board and then we have facebook things i have banned 3 people um um in the 2 years we've been yeah. and it's all 3 been for sexual harassment You've banned more people than Flack has then, well, because we've only banned two. Apparently, you don't have all the, the horn dogs that come on to my... <laughs> <laughs> we we did ban a nudist. Oh. They, just they, recently. Why would you ban... Well, the nudist yeah. wasn't posting pictures of you, him or herself. No, he we wasn't. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even cared about that part, but we, he was uh, going after people via, uh, via private messaging, and so we decided it was best Now, to... can you define going after? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it here. Oh. So, but, wow. But, I mean, only two people in the time that that I've been moderating on Flack, and that's since 2006, uh, that, that we have banned. And so uh, there's, a, there's a distinct moderating difference between these boards. I think Absolutely. that uh, I, I know that there is a distinct difference between Flack and NOM. Uh, they, they're much more careful and they're much more observant and trying to direct conversation. We and have twice as many moderators as any other board on the internet. <laughs> they really do. It just cracks <laughs> me up. And then I argue with them all the, every time they make a ridiculous decision. So I don't go over to <laughs> NOM very often. <laughs> this is, uh, this is words to remember, folks. The, the don't one, ever <laughs> give her your phone number. The one thing that amazes me about Flack is it seems pretty, it, it's not real caustic. But those guys sure love the F-bomb over there. You they guys have, do. You guys have more F-words per, like, capita. Per post. Yeah, per post than It's not board. true. Cherry. And that, which, <laughs> Cherry is the winner. Which is funny. We've got a to... thread over on Cherry named. The F-word. Now, the we F-word, should be clear. Yeah. Cherry is a Cherry? secret board. 
It's not. It's not it's secret. Not secret. Well, it's not it's anymore. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a public board. Oh, it always has been a public board. But it's sort of hanging out in the back of it, the. It's, it's, I it's talked smoking about in the, the boys' room. Is what exactly. It's it is. Yeah. Very um, much so. But so so shades board gets this this flack. Excuse the pun for um <laughs> for, for being so nasty. But you guys actually moderate language much harsher than any other board does because you have your three kingdoms. Maybe you should explain your moderation policy. Okay, well, my moderation policy, um, Thane here explained that, um, or maybe it was you that touched on the fact that uh, some boards are either taken in one of two directions. They can either be support boards or they can be uh, discussion-type boards. Right. Well, um, I after I got my booted for the last time from the fair boards, I uh, you know I had that need that itch that needed to be scratched that you know need that had to be met, and having been on the boards for like I don't know like a little less than ten years, I started I began noticing what works and what didn't work, and so I thought and it seemed to me that every single board out there it fulfilled some sort of niche like like you mentioned um, people who who's they can't watch their kids get married or what was it what was that one or the kid like their partial. What was the one that really niche board you talked about? Oh, Folk um, of the Faces Friends? East. Oh, Faces. Oh, fa- yeah, Faces East. What was that one again? Like, yeah, uh, it's it's for people who are faithful, but their spouses have left okay, the church. faithful, but their spouses out of the church. Okay, well that's a, that's one sliver of the demographic. It's a narrow niche. Yeah, you have Nam, you got Flack, uh, which I don't really, I don't really know totally about the focus of. Exmormon.org is obviously Exmormons only, and of course you know LDS talk, you know hardcore Mormonism. You know, there's like a Nauvoo talk or was it Nauvoo boards? I guess the, the Nauvoo. I whatever. I think it was called just Nauvoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, anyways, yeah, but. Like that. So, anyways, after all Boring. that, okay. After all, the, I uh, I observed that there was no one single message board for everybody. Right, right. There was none that did that did not preach and did not advertise a niche. And so I thought, you know what? If you want, if you want it to be, if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. So I decided to, you know, pony up the funds and uh, establish that board. So my board is literally all things to all people. Everybody on any, no matter what niche. If any that you occupy, believer, disbeliever, apologist, anti-Mormon, whatever, everybody is welcome. So our nudists should go to your board. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's another thing. Um, like uh, all the people that have been banned from like Mad, let's say, or maybe even RFM. In fact, uh, during our first days, we got more complaints about RFM than than about <laughs> Fairboard. So that, the big thing was the you know you know ripping on the RFM you know um, exmormon.org. But anyways. So my philosophy is, you know, give us your tired, your poor, your, you know, all of the, your, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Send them all to, if you don't want them, send them to me and I will welcome them with open arms. There, there, as there, I always have. There's a very interesting thing about Shade's board. And because they tolerate free speech, you, you, you're the only real board that totally believes in free speech. At first blush, it's sophomoric because there's, people can say anything they want and they do. But when you get to the core posters, you have the most credentialed posters. There are more PhDs posting on your board per capita than any other board. It's a, when they come out of the woodwork, and I've met a lot of these guys in real life, these are some smart guys, and you don't get that at, at first blush from your board. No, you wouldn't. Uh, you got to kind of look around a little bit and then just, you know, see, get a, get a handle on the culture. There are, there are people like, uh, Trixie slash Beastie or, um, Analytics who I was dialoguing with before 2000 that are currently sitting on your board. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, and, and if you want to test the waters, go in and ask some hard question. You come up with the hardest question you can and they will tear that thing apart in, in seconds, which is why. The people like uh, the 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 out, the silverbacks of of Maxwell Institute, like uh, Daniel Peterson, go running. Yeah, could be. And uh, you also mentioned our moderating policy. Um, 
Uh, originally, when I, when I set it up, it was like completely free-for-all. Anybody could say anything. But then it got to the point when it started, the membership started reaching critical mass. People started complaining that there, too, there, there was too much vulgarity, too much, you know, too many F-bombs and so forth. And they were going to start leaving if I didn't do Flag. something. <coughs> okay, yeah, right, right, right. They were going to start leaving if I didn't do anything about it. So um, the guy who taught me pretty much everything I know about running, you know, the PHP BB3 software, uh, a guy named Negative. Well, anyways, uh, he came up with the idea of having three different uh, forums, you know, named, of course, the Celestial Forum, the Terrestrial Forum, and the Telestial Forum. And, of course, we have our Outer Darkness Forum. So, uh, anyway, so that way we have different levels of moderation depending on which forum you're posting in. So you can p- pretty much uh, pick your own comfort level. The only thing I would, the only advice, since we're all about unsolicited advice, you need to ban more n- true nutballs. You need a, a mental illness clause. That goes for all of how you. how he gets away with it because I ban a, a mentally ill person twice a year. If, I guess if they're entertaining, they stick around. Is that yeah. I, I was going to say, what do you do? Well, I mean, you get rid of 80% of your board. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it, the, uh, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, point fingers or, you know, name names or anything, but the people who you would describe the way you describe them, are they or are they not the most entertaining people? Do they or do they not drum up the most traffic? They are do the they most or do they entertaining not, for the you know, first create dozen the most discussions. And I, I do want to point out something. Because of the, the nature of the boards, and we've talked about, they do attract people going through crisis. They also do attract borderline personalities. They do. And they're on any given board at any given time, 25% of those people are people who'd probably make you uncomfortable at church. <laughs> that they're, They are a little bit off. And and it's just because they have a form, they have a voice where they don't necessarily have that voice in real life. Exactly. And shouldn't borderline personality disordered people have free speech as well? Of course they do. Borderline they personality people are borderline people too. We don't. We probably don't want to be in the business of diagnosing online anyway. So no, no, no. And I, in fact, I even um, you know showed the man behind the curtain in a post I made not too long ago, right? Uh, give a peek into my moderating philosophy, and that is that if some idiotic or inane person insists on coming to my board and building a monument to his or her inanity through post after post after post, then who am I to stop him or her from completing that monument? Right. You know? So you Could know. be a beautiful thing. Exactly. Exactly. So why not let them leave proof to their idiocy or inanity? <laughs> if they if they choose to leave that proof, you know why not? Um, I did also want to mention the fact that there's a lot of blogger knackle business going on, and it, it has a tendency to generate discussion as well. So I don't want to leave that that whole group out. Yeah, the, and I, I sort of I, I figured we wouldn't have enough time to talk about the blogs, which is a, which is a, a, another big story, and 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 of course these things cross pollinate and and. And bleed one over to the other. Likewise, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it, a lot of the momentum is shifting to Facebook. But, but before I want to talk a little bit about Facebook. Facebook. I want to mention one last of the, the of the motherboards. You know, we've talked about Nom. We've talked about Flack. We've talked about Mormon discussion. We've talked about the um, Mormon dialogue or the Mad Board. There's one other um, big daddy in the room, which is Mormon, Mormon, um, post Mormon. Um, and post Mormon is interesting because they're they're sort of the first crossover to the real world board. Um, I I think that they're uh, the most professional of the boards, and I say that with no shame whatsoever. And I, and we have had um, um, Jeff Ricks, the 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 uh, mind behind that board, on the podcast. You can go back to one of the early archives and listen to that. But um, they they are sort of the the for, for you have RFM in contrast to them as you move from. As you move from just that caustic dialogue to sort of bu- community building, 
that's 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 where it sits. And if there is a online hub to um, you know post Mormonism, since they, 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 th- that's it, that's the board. But people tend to move off that board into the others, which is sort of funny. I uh, I, I find myself uh, contemplating uh, the future of my board frequently, as you would, and. Whenever I think, hey, I've just got this great idea of what I should be doing with my board, inevitably, I go, oh, yeah, just like Post-Mormon did a year ago. Right. And Post-Mormon is most famous for putting up billboards around Salt Lake. Billboards? I mean, See, I haven't done billboards yet. Um, you know, <laughs> Too you know, late. So, 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 so they, they do have money and, and sort of have the um, Post-Mormon communities um, where people – so it provides one of the first um, – sort of getting out and meeting other people in real life. Yes, they created chapters immediately. Right, and they right. incorporated and became, you know, a tax-exempt corporation um, established in 2006, I believe. Um, is is um, exmormon.org, uh, the RFM, are they incorporated? I don't believe so. I, I think, think that I think the Ex-Mormon Foundation is. The, the, yeah, the it one is. who holds the conference, they are incorporated, right. and Post-Mormon is incorporated. Um, uh, the recovery from Mormon board is just a board. I think it's just an outreach of the ex-Mormon, and and those are loose ties anyway. Eric is not part of the ex ex-Mormon foundation, I don't believe. So I think that leads to this next. I, I think that is is moving out of. So we started at the internet. And there's all these loose things that come together, and they're getting better. The boards are getting better and more concrete, and and filling filling these niches a little bit more. We see fair has its full on conference, and it's matured. Um, and we're talking about these, you know, Mormon stories, um, incorporated last year and, uh, Mormon expression incorporated this last week. So, um, you see more and more of that, um, becoming real and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put out more information on what, what that means to the, uh, to the world here in a little bit. But, but yeah, I, I, I do think you see these things becoming a little bit more serious. It's like we're playing for, for real. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Playing for keeps now. And, and if you're looking over the entire evolution of this, of what we've been discussing, uh, back in the early days, people were just looking for support, you right. know, and they didn't know how long they were going to be there. They, you know, that the, the options were limited. And as time has gone by and we've gotten more sophisticated with these boards, now we're taking all of that online stuff and recreating. It, it's kind of. Kind of cool, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I think, you know, to talk about Facebook now, the thing about Facebook is it makes it so much easier to connect real life, where on the one hand, it's harder to hide behind, what? what? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a two-edged sword. It's it so easy to connect is. in real life because in just ways on, that you didn't want. On Zilpha's, <laughs> Zilpha just put up an article on her about Mormon temple marriages, you know, that we ran in the Tribune or something, and you'll watch both sides pile on, because obviously she has a lot of family, mm-hmm. and... All of a sudden, these two worlds that are really independent are bumping into each other. You, you know, in the past, if you were a Mormon, you were, you know, advised, stay away from anti-Mormons, anti-Mormon material, anti-this, anti-that. Now, I mean, people are seeing it on their wall. You know, if they've had a family member who has left, they're being, you know, barraged with these mormongags.com or something. You know, the the two worlds are colliding on a very real-life basis, and it's absolutely hysterical and to watch. And isn't it a shock to find out that, you know, half of your family is those evil anti-Mormons? Right. And yeah. at least we make uh, anti-Mormons or ex-Mormons sound like the bad guy. For every one negative thing about the church, there's 10 on the— on the on the other side, because there's this tendency to post all this stuff. Yay! Isn't the church great? Look at all the stuff we're doing, and then and then the argument goes, well, who's being offensive? You know, if you state your beliefs, who's the offender? And uh, then those those sort of things are now going from this abstract sort of 
mm-hmm. it's happening on these 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 boards out there to in real in the real world as the two worlds emerge. Yeah. Um, but you know, one of the things that we've seen, and I know Chris, you and I were talking about this just recently. You, we've run out of space um, in in Utah with the um, the the post Mormon communities. Meaning, for a while we met in people's houses, and then we met in parks. But we can fill up a park now. Yeah. For crying out loud. And yeah. that's becoming the big problem and the, the thing that has to be solved. And you see, uh, some of the great work that John DeLynn and the po- and the Mormon stories people are doing, setting up conferences where, where it's all of a sudden, you know, it's going over the wall. And the next three or four or five years is going to be really fascinating to watch as, as the, as the post Mormons and the apologists and the fundamentalists and everybody who's not a vanilla Mormon take advantage of this and start organizing themselves into the, into the real world. And to go to full circle, it's amazing. There, when, when I started using my real name, there were very few of us. You could count us on, on, on the, on our hand that did it. And there are more and more people using their real names and their real pictures, partly because I think a lot of people are realizing it's really, hiding is sort of not as easy as it seems mm-hmm. but um you know i i think i just that people are re- willing to sort of wear the fact that they they've left the church and and the i'm an ex-mormon videos and and that sort of stuff where there's real power in that of go- coming out and saying i am who i am and i'm living out loud it takes a ridiculous amount of energy to to stay anonymous in in the post-Mormon world. It, it does. Well, and on Facebook, it, you might as well just give up that venture thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Facebook is forcing a more sophisticated dialogue, I believe, uh, because like we talked about before, like with Zilpha, you've, you've got you right here and you've got the family and all of these other people who uh, previously may have wanted to paint you into, you know, their own paradigm so they could keep you there and keep you contained. And that just d- can't happen anymore. I see it over and over and over and over again on my wall on Facebook. I've got what a little over 800 um, friends right now. And I'm going to say about 350 of them are Mormon. And the rest are, you know, various degrees of uh, ex Mormon or uh, unaffiliated or born again or whatever. And, and this this dialogue, it happens all the time, all the time. Anytime I bring up anything uh, religious oriented, I will get over 100 posts. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that that's like I said. That's where I, I think it's going next. It's it's fascinating to watch. In the past year, uh, you know, I got on Facebook. We moved out to North Carolina, so about two thousand eight. And in the past year, it has become such a drive for for the way people organize and meet. And you know, like when we have parties at our house, I do not send out invitations and, except on Facebook. So I just don't have the time to do it. If you are not on Facebook, you are not going to be invited to a party at John's house. Because I don't have time. It's not personal. It's just that's the only mm-hmm. way I do it. Yeah. You know, and, and I see more and more of that organization happening that, that, that way. So. Well, you know, as far as real life activities, I can remember back in 2002 throwing the first folk of the fringe in real life gathering and people came from all across the country. I had people from the Pacific Northwest all the way over to Virginia. Everyone came over and, and there, it, the folk of the fringe is a very niche group. I mean, and I had about 40 people there. Um, I threw a picnic event in 2006 and there were over 150 people that just showed up, you know, and, and that was, that was five years ago. Did you have it in your backyard or at a park? We moved it to a park. We had to. Oh, so it started off in your backyard. Yes. And oh. then, and then people kept on saying, we want to come, we want to come, we want to come. And then all of a sudden I had this gigantic event and I was doing all the food for it too. That was fun. Ooh. 
Yeah, and that, that's that's where we're that's where we're at trying to figure out those those are just logistics of of running a, a social group. How do you feed them? How do you space them? All that kind of stuff. Because it, it it to to me, and you know, I, I'm on my soapbox a little bit, but there's not going to be a real alternative to the church till there's a real alternative to the church, and that that includes all the things that the church does that are outside the stuff that we make fun of all the time, all the good stuff that the church does that people rely on. And I think for as a challenge to all of us in the ex-Mormon community and its various stripes, we need to get sort of better at that instead of just sitting around and bitching about what we don't like about the church, figuring out what, what to do. And I think, I think the boards have been a huge advance in that in, in terms of, and I think the people who, who, who host them, who support them, who pay for them, those people are motivated by that altruism because you fa- frankly you get bored of seeing the same reading the same shit every day day yeah. in and day out you yeah know? i i say that constantly if i have to see one more thread about <laughs> garments or temple ceilings or tithing the word or of wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> thank you yeah if i have to read one more of those i'm going to go nuts but you know year after year i host the board and i pay for it and i moderate it and well you know and i say kudos to all these people who are doing this especially you you know john who are you're you're putting in an enormous amount of energy to organize and to collaborate and to create and and those types of things where you know lots of people just don't have the focus to do so or don't have the vision or whatever you'd like to call it or so don't have the money <laughs> it, yeah the money and one of the things that I do want to throw out there too, I'm gonna I want to represent for you know the 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 thousands of us that are not in the Mormon cultural region, is that on the one hand we do I think a lot of us do envy those of you who are there because you have each other, mm-hmm. but on the other hand we do because there's just not a critical mass of people in my position in Southeast Louisiana. And so, you know, you just have to make your own way. And when, when there's just not a critical mass of you, there's not going to be a group of people coming together to form a community Mm -hmm. in my neck of the woods, just not going to happen. That's so, true. And that's something good to point out. We, because we are here, we feel a more acute need to, uh, focus our energy on something that's going to be more pertinent to us. We just uh, here in Utah, we're surrounded by it all the time. So exactly. it kind of makes us want to sing louder, I guess. And well, and I think that, you know, what those of us who aren't there have the have the benefit of doing is just looking around at any of the hundreds of other really cool things that we could get involved in that that aren't being subsumed by our church participation or, or by the, you know, the 800 pound gorilla in the room. You know, I'm involved in democratic politics. Yay me. Yay. You know, it's just, <laughs> I'm in the women's club and, you know, book groups and there's just right. all kinds of fun things you can do. I yeah. agree. I think being you just outside have to make Utah, your own community, I think it's going to be a lot. I think it, for those of you who are there, it's a lot harder. So more power to you. All right. Well, you know, um, we talked about some of these threads. These threads are out there, um, and you can find a whole history. D- don't you have a, a, a history of this whole thing that you put on your site, uh, Shades, of, on the, the breakdown of the, um, the, 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 no, you're thinking of a guy named Dr. Scratch who posts some oh. board and uh, originally called Mr. Scratch. And he did, he, well, he asked me one time, 
he got interested in the old uh, Zion Flathouse message board, you know, the deceased carcass that it was. And he asked me one time if there were any, you know, that he heard, he told me that he heard that there were some goodies there, and he asked me if there was any particular threads that stick out. And so I, of course, told him about that one. Then he went through and he, he located it, he read through the whole thing, and then he um, did, a, did a write-up about this uh, thread. And even though it was a summary of all the goings-on, that his own write-up itself was epic beyond measure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's important for somebody to chronicle uh, what has gone on, you know, from from these these very primitive Usenet groups to where we are now, sitting in a room, you know, talking about this. When we're going to publish it on a podcast here in the next, you know, couple of days, uh, I think it's interesting to look at it. I think a sociologist would be very interested to see how we've adapted to leaving Mormonism. Oh, then that, that's what I was going to say. There's an amazing amount of information out there. You can check out sites like the Mormon Curtain that archives the best of the yes. fight, the fights across the, the, the this this ongoing battle between Cain and Abel that that is happening between the online Mormons and the ex Mormons. Um, Actually, there and there is a sociologist who is writing a paper on the experience of yes. leaving Mormonism and she's actually got a little grant to work on that this summer. So I know of three, I know of three different yeah. guys who are working advanced degrees on this topic. So yeah, there's fertile ground out there. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so go out there, hit your favorite board, get your favorite moniker and, and adopt a persona that can go out there and, uh, and, uh, and, process. And then take all that energy and, and come and sit and talk with us about it so that we can, you know, throw a big gigantic picnic or something. Yeah, and if you get banned from your favorite board, just come to mormondiscussions.com. We'll take you in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our next time we do an installment in this discussion, we're going to have to talk about the blogs because then you not only have um, the same sort of stuff we've been talking about, but the cult of personality starts entering in because the, the boards become about the fight. It's like football versus basketball. Football, they all have helmets on, so you can't really make them out. But basketball, you can see who it is. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, for an enjoyable discussion. And um, you guys can be found at your various boards. Um, and you are, um, is it Nani P? I'm Nana P. Nana P. And you are over at, at NOM, right? I'm at NOM. I, I post at, uh, at Flack occasionally also. And we, Not enough. We, we've used the, the acronym, so it's, it's newordermormon.org. Right. Yes. Right. Forum.newordermormon.org. Yeah, yeah. And if you forget the forum, then it gives a link there. Every direction. And um, Chris, you are over at Flack. Yes, and that's as Froggy. Thefoyer.org. Yes. And um, Jason, you are at mormondiscussions.com. Dot com, um, as a, the, the, the one and only Dr. Shades. Do you still have a cute little Japanese girl as your avatar? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, um, I, uh, just, I, uh, if I'm at a board, I don't hang around the boards that much anymore. I just, I just look for drama. I just, I just go look for drama. That's all. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye-bye.